It's time to get loud and get heard on another episode of The Mind of Little Rage. And now your host, Charles Little Rage Alloway. Today off in observance of our Independence Day, and I just wanted to come on this uh, this episode to kind of tell you about my day yesterday. It was, uh, boy, it was it was a busy one, and kind of give you an idea of of what uh, what I've been doing in the time that I'm not. Working on the program, which is probably 75% of the time. I had a, a job interview, and as some of you know, that uh, I've been out of work for some time and actually had a really good opportunity uh, present itself. And hopefully, everything works out. I should find out later today if that did or will come to fruition, and I really hope it does. I think it's something I can excel in. I won't go into details right now, but, um, yeah, it's it's something I think I can really excel at. Regardless, the, uh, the interview was in spring, which is in the corporate headquarters is about maybe eight miles away from my apartment, you know, which, you know, that's, that's a short commute. Uh, I think it's like an 11 or 12 minute drive, something like that. But I got, I got a lift to the, uh, the interview and the individual that took me uh, said, Hey, I'll wait. And I said, no, that's, that's okay because I'm not sure how long this is going to take. It could take a couple hours, and to have somebody just sit there for a couple hours, that's, uh, to me, that's kind of taking advantage of an individual, and just I, I just 
I don't like to do that. So I said, no, go on ahead. You got a life. You got things you got to do. I appreciate the ride, you know, and we'll, you know, we'll just make, make it good from here. So anyway, the interview went well. And as I suspected, it was probably sitting in, you know, about an hour, hour and a half before everything was said and done. And once it was over, um, I was, I was kind of at a, kind of at a crossroads, kind of had to make a decision and I didn't bring my phone with me because I was always taught that, you know, that's probably the last place you want, one of the last places you want to have your phone is during a, is on a job interview. So I just, I left the phone at the house and because of that, I had to walk home. (laughs) So uh, if you can imagine, uh, it's funny seeing a, a person in business casual clothing, you know, had the, had the gray, um, polyester fucking slacks on and had the semi dress shoes on and, uh, a nice, uh, light purple shirt, you know, I had to look all good. I actually, you know, trimmed up my beard and everything like that. So I looked as presentable as possible and I thought, okay, well, you know, I should probably hydrate, uh, before I, I set out on this. So, you know, walk to the nearest time-wise convenience store. And, and speaking of that, at this particular intersection, I think it is 45 and Rayford Sawdust. There are, and I, I shit you not, on, on the four corners that are created by this, this intersection, there are three. On three of those corners is a time-wise gas station convenience store. All three of them are time-wise stores. And I was like, why do you need three time-wise stores selling the same gas or same brand of gas, same merchandise, you know, same gas prices, the whole nine yards? Why do you have three of them on within a block of each other? I just I thought that was kind of silly, but I don't know. That's just the way my brain works. So, you know, I stopped into the store, got something to drink, and of course with uh, being in business casual, last thing you're worried about or last thing you're thinking about is headwear. So, I uh, got my drink and, and set off to walking. And walking in Houston, there's, you know, especially along a major highway like Interstate 45, even though I was on the, you know, the feeder road or the service road, you're walking through a lot of grassy areas. There's not a lot of sidewalks. So, and, and there's areas where there's no development. It's just kind of open land, you know, maybe four or five acres worth, something like that. So, I, you know, I set out. And, you know, thank God I had that, that uh, those liquids with me. And I got to Cypress Wood which is probably, oh, maybe three-quarters of the way there. 
And again, there's another Time Wise convenience store right there on the corner. And, you know, I was still feeling all right. I was sweating pretty profusely, you know, and I thought, okay, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm way more than halfway there, so I should be, I should be okay. And I didn't stop. And I still had, uh, I still had some ice in my drink, so I thought, okay, you know, I, I should be okay. And the one thing that I was always taught when it came to being outside, especially during spring, summer, early fall months, when it's really hot and humid, what you need to worry about is heat stress and heat stroke. And I'm going to tell you, folks, this, that, that shit's real. I have suffered a heat stroke uh, during my time in the military. Uh, and I'll get back to the original story, but imagine being in a fully plastic Gumby suit. It was a, uh, you know, the uh, chem suit that you see in movies when they're reacting to a chemical spill or, you know, some type of uh, biological warfare type thing. And the only air you have coming in is provided by a papper. Uh, pure air respirator, something like that. I can't remember what it's called. But the air that's coming in is, is the same temperature as the air outside, so it's pumping in hot air. But you know, you're getting your oxygen and all that other stuff. So um, it was a particularly hot day. We were doing an exercise. I'm, on the, I'm the team chief of the patient decontamination tent. You know, and we were simulating a chemical release, and we have to run patients through this decontamination tent where we strip off all their clothes, we scrub them down with, with warm water and soap and brushes and everything like that. You have to get every crevice, every inch of their body clean, and then, you know, run them through, get them dried off, and then that way, before they go into the clinic or the hospital, they are decontaminated. So we get that, and I got into an argument with the base exercise office, and they were saying that we had set up the tent in the wrong place, and we have to set up the tent. You have to worry about wind direction and what entrance you're going to use and things of that nature, and the entrance needs to be downwind I think we need to set up the tent. Let me put it this way. We need to set up the tent where the contaminants are not blowing toward the, the entrance. So we had set it up in the perfect spot. It was the, the, the area we had, it was blocked and everything like that. But regardless, I had an argument with that individual from the XO office and they were saying we needed to tear down the tent, bring it over, and reset it up. And I said, that is not going to happen because in, in you know, real-world situation, we're not going to have time for that because depending upon the chemical that we're having to decontaminate, it, it's a matter of life and death. So... It's fine where it's at. It's in the correct spot, and you are, we, I'm not going to move it. So I guess 
with the heat and everything like that and getting you know pretty pissed off because somebody wasn't using their brain at the time uh, I just I just got all worked up and I was I bent over to pick up something off the ground uh, I believe it was some kind of plastic barricade or something like that it wasn't heavy and I just my eyes rolled up in the back of my head and I took uh, 100% flat back bump on uh, on the concrete on the pavement so of course exercise stops and they they stripped me down to my birthday suit and there I am in my lack of splendor <laughs> uh, being you know uh, people throwing ice packs on me uh, just you know trying to to cool my core temperature down and and things of that nature got me inside hooked me up to fluid IVs and I was in there for probably two or three hours taking just fluid IVs and getting my bearings and things like that I got lucky it could have been a whole lot worse but knowing better this and this is where I made a mistake I should have stopped and got something to drink at that last convenience store there you know the Cypress would thinking I'm tougher than I am or something like that I, I just like you know what I don't have that much further to go and I think I was more worried about my feet because at this point they felt like hamburger walking uh, on concrete and pavement and you know changing terrain and all this other stuff in dress shoes is not you know and an eight mile walk is not good so uh, I got I got close to 1960 which is the area that I live in and I saw that there was there's another time wise store right there at the corner that's you know easily accessible and I would say within I was maybe within maybe 500 yards of of the store I could I felt that I had completely stopped sweating and I was starting to feel a little disoriented a little dizzy my foot you know placement wasn't all that great and I'm like oh shit I'm definitely under heat stress and I'm racing toward a heat stroke luckily I made it into the store and as soon as the cool air hit me it it actually kind of magnified the uh, the symptoms. My my eyes got blurry. Um, uh, I was even more unsure of my footwork. Uh, I was slow in reaction because when I walked in, of course I had to put my my mask on. And when, as soon as I got in, you know the the lady that was working the counter, she said, "How are you today?" And I think it took me about four or five seconds to to answer her. It just didn't register immediately. Got a big old thing of water, and paid for it. And I'm sure she could see that I was I was in distress. So walked outside, took my mask off, and it that mask was just wet because it had been in my pocket. And I took a sip, and I'm like, I, no, I'm, I'm probably another 600 yards from my apartment. 
I need to, you know, I'm, I'm not going to make it in this shape. So I got in a place where it was, you know, relatively shady, and I just said, fuck it. I'm going to sit here on the sidewalk and try to cool my core temperature down. Poured water on my head just a little bit. Of course, you get the, uh, you know, the, the natural reaction because it's cold water on a, on, a, on a hot surface. I could tell that I was already sunburned. Uh, my my lower extremities were just hurting. My knees, my ankles, my feet felt like hamburger. And I, I think I sat there for maybe, maybe 20 minutes. And I had started sweating again, which was good. It was a, It's a good sign. You're getting the water back into your body. So... I felt like, okay, I can make it the rest of the way to my apartment. And I had, uh, it was a little, I think it was a liter, maybe. Yeah, it's about a liter bottle of water. And I had drank maybe a quarter of it because you're supposed to sip your water. You're not supposed to gulp it. You need to sip your water when you're rehydrating with heat stress. And, you know, got up and <laughs> it's kind of funny to, to think about it now, but I would put some, you know, take a sip of water and swish it around my mouth trying to, you know, get the uh, moisture back into my mouth. And, you know, there were times where I would just do that and the water would turn warm and I would just let it run out of my mouth onto my shirt. And the front of my shirt looked like I had just put it in the washer and didn't dry it. I didn't care at this point. So I, I get, I make it back to the house okay. And... Uh, you know, every, every inch of clothing around the core of my body to about my knees was just soaked, either water or sweat. So I immediately drew a cool bath and sat in there just to get my core temperature down. And luckily today, I, I, I feel, I feel pretty close to 100%. My feet still feel like shit, but, uh, you know we're getting we're getting into the hotter parts of the summer and if you're going to be working outside if you're going to be doing anything outside make sure that you stay hydrated make sure that you listen to what your body is telling you because heat stress and heat stroke they're they're serious heat stroke can be deadly and I that's the last thing I would want anybody who listens to this program anybody in general to have to suffer from heat stroke it is a motherfucker i hate it i've dealt with it 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 hurts it's not a good thing it, it really puts your life in jeopardy so i want to just you know make that known that's that's my little public service announcement for for today but getting back to the rest of yesterday i uh, I've been dealing with some financial issues and things like that. Um, and the reason I didn't take my phone with me is because I have no service. And because it's either food or a phone. And I think food is a little bit more important than, you know, having a phone. So, uh, regardless, um, you know, and when you're walking, you have a lot of time to think. You know, so I had a lot of things that I was thinking about, at least through the first, 
you know, three quarters of the the walk without having to worry about, oh, shit, am I going to go take a header on the pavement because I passed the fuck out. But anyway, got home, cooled off, took took a bath, got got all cleaned up and everything like that, got some food in me. And I was just, I was feeling rotten. Just, it was, you know, it was bittersweet at this point. But, you know, physically, I just felt like crap. So get online and I get a notification that my friend Hector Ward was going live. And I hadn't seen Hector, uh, gosh, he's probably coming up on a year and a half now. His band, Hector Ward and the Big Time, had played a show here in Houston, drove out there to see him. And it was so good to, to finally get to see him and his band play live. And, uh, you know, I've been trying to get him on the show. He's been, he's a very busy man. He's got uh, many irons in the fire. He's constantly busy. We're still working on trying to get him on the show, regardless. He comes on and, you know, I see some guys that, I, that we all went to high school with, you know, coming on and making comments. And, and they were basically doing like a, an acoustic type of set um, you know, and that kind of in a live stream fashion. And he had with him uh, Jessica and Guy Forsyth. And they are fantastic musicians. And uh, it, they were just they were just doing some old, you know, some some classic tunes. They were Hector was doing some of his originals from his band, uh, just him and. It was exactly what I needed at that moment. And before I get too deep into this, this is um, a live album from Hector Warden to Big Time. Uh, it's called Evolution. And if you are in the Austin area, when you get a chance to, uh, we get a chance to go out and, and have shows again, and Hector and Big Time are playing. I highly recommend you go see them. the The music is uh, Hector is a chameleon when it comes to music, very much blues based, but there's a lot of funk, there's a lot of soul, there is some Latin in it, and um, Hector is a paraplegic. He like I said, I went to high school with Hector, a phenomenal individual, great human being. He he had a scholarship to play football for the University of Texas Longhorns, suffered a automobile accident that, that left him paralyzed from the waist down. But I... The thing is, is with, with Hector, it took his football dreams away from him, but it let him tap into the talent that he has with his music. He is a phenomenal guitarist, a great blues singer. The, the man can do it all in music. And uh, I, I can't speak for Hector. May, you know, um, I could only speak from my perspective um, he's, I, I think he, he was able from this maybe to 
find his true calling, and that is to make music. So with that Facebook Live, it was, it was just great. And I'm going to have some clips towards uh, at the end of this so I can just kind of show you how amazing these three musicians are. And I know I'm talking about Hector a lot, but uh, Jessica and Guy Forsyth are, are supremely talented. And during this Facebook presentation, this Facebook Live, you know, you had your your standard acoustic guitars, and there was a ukulele, and you know, shakers, all you know, different types of percussion. But at one point, Jessica pulled out a saw. Yes, one of those long hand saws, and she played it. It was a saw and a bow, like a fiddle bow, and I. I was just amazed it had this eerie kind of almost haunting sound and it she played that thing like it was uh just it, it it was perfectly played perfectly played guy did the same thing he he grabbed it and he played it and they did you know they did a rendition of Jolene, Dolly Parton's Jolene, that was spectacular, and like I said earlier, it was exactly what I needed, and I asked Hector during the live stream through a comment if I could use the audio on an episode, and you're going to get a chance to see and hear what, depending on if you're listening to this through the, uh, through the podcast or if you're seeing the video, you're going to get a chance to see Hector, Guy, and Jessica do their thing because it is, it is phenomenal. And these are only going to be clips of songs, uh, but the live stream lasted just short of an hour and a half. If you have the opportunity, just look up Hector Ward in the big time. Um, and yeah, you know, I hope you know. I think they've got it on on the, their Facebook site, but uh, it, it's it's an amazing you know acoustic set. Hector is just amazing. Uh, Jess and Guy are just like I said, supremely talented. Make sure you go and check out this band, Hector Ward and the Big Time. This is a live album. Hector gave me this. Um, when last time I got to, to see him in person, he kind of snuck it to me. Uh, but Hector Warden, a big time, great band. And we're going to, I'm just going to go ahead and, and kill this where it's at. Uh, but I just wanted to give you an update on what's going on. And um, if, if all things come to fruition, I do get this, uh, this new career opportunity I will make sure and let everybody know uh, should have no bearing on the production schedule of the mind a little rage the work hours are Monday through Friday uh, and uh, you know it gives me time in the evening to to work on it as well so should be no hiccups when it comes to the program if you are a regular listener or if you're brand new to the program hey let me know you're here. 
and uh, you know, hopefully things will get back on track. I might be able to actually um, do a little bit more in the production realm with some uh, some some new equipment and and uh, better equipment. So we'll uh, you know get the get the dual monitor thing going on. Maybe get a new computer or something like that to a more powerful computer that I can do more and uh, expand this into the true multimedia uh, giant I has the I think it has the potential to become so anyway I'm gonna leave you with a couple of clips from that that Facebook live stream presented by Hector and until next time it's a little rage out hello there what's going on we have special guests tonight, hanging out in the living room, good friends. It's got Willie on the wall. <laughs> Wait for some folks to tune in. I'm finding it and sharing it. Have us a, a good time tonight playing some music. Got also local over here, Mr. Guy Forsyth, Miss Jess Forsyth. Hello, Phil Roach. What's up, dude? How's everybody doing tonight? We're gonna sit around and just hang out for a minute, talk. You got any questions? Anything? How's everybody doing out there? Everybody well? Quarantining. Hey. <laughs> What's up, Lindsay? Oh, yeah. How's everything in Dallas? Phil Roach? What's going on? Hi, Linda. How can you see that far? Hi, Allison Taylor. Oh, uh, you're much closer than I am. <laughs> hey, I need glasses, y'all. <laughs> That's not a lie. I'm sharing on all my stuff. Sister Allison Taylor over there, oh yeah. This is good. I'm, I feel all butterfly. Oh, God. No, oh, the, the energy is building. It's, it's well, good. Uh, it's uh, up. Uh, Something uh, is happening. We're Jen Walker, to it. what's up? We're getting closer to it. We don't know what it is. <laughs> it's happening right It's all happening right now. now. Everyone is tuning in. I, I hear it all. I hear it all right now. What's up, Russ? Man. <laughs> yeah, because the, the camera's turned around and we're not left-handed, Jimi Hendrix, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's easiest that way and we're close enough to where, further enough away from each other, but close enough to where we can still play music and enjoy ourselves and not, uh, Old West Bend. But you should wear things out in public and protect yourselves. You know what I mean? What's up, Paula? What's up, Jordan? What's happening, y'all? Thanks for tuning in. I'm going to wait another couple minutes and then, uh. What's up, Russ? And then, uh. Is it Russ Hartman? Uh, that's my friend Russ Alloway from high school. Hi, Russ! Yeah. 
Hi, Russ. Miss Paul Taylor. Yeah. Winfield, Cheek Master. What's up, Amy? Isn't it nice greeting everyone as they enter the room? People hanging out on a, on a Thursday night. Wes. <laughs> Play some tunes, monkey boy. I like it. <laughs> What's up, Christy? Yeah. Thanks for tuning in tonight, y'all. Uh, just waiting for people to hang out, uh, do our thing tonight, play y'all a few songs. What's up, Jen? What's up, Corb? Corby, he hit you hard coming across the middle. <laughs> What's up, Candace? How you doing, my friend? Candace is a pretty lady, y'all. So, uh, yeah, we're going to play some songs tonight. And uh, we got Mr. God for our side and his beautiful wife, Miss Jessica. Miss Bailey, vote for her on the Maxim cover. Yeah, Check it out. She needs some. She needs some love out there. The cutoff is at ten o'clock tonight. Hurry! You can yeah, save us. you can save us. We could all win right now. What's up, Steve? What's up, Kristen? Yeah. All right. What's up, Zach? Love you too, man. Yeah, what's up, Teresa? Hi, Candace Moore. Yeah, we're gonna start playing uh, just a little warm up for you. Well, I got my friend Guy Forsyth hanging out in here now. We gonna sing some blues, yeah. We gonna holler like the spider corner and the blues rags and hollows, yeah. We gonna come on around. Somebody got it, yeah. Oh, we gonna play the blues right here on the outskirts of town. Welcome, welcome to the Hector Ward Show. 
town tonight, yeah, everybody gonna feel, yeah, all right. Yeah. Oh, God, Forsyth, he gonna tell you, yeah, how high we gonna be now. <laughs> how high? I'm gonna tell you how high we're gonna be tonight. We're gonna be all the way high. Men on the earth. <laughs> Foytek, Fudgets, whatever you want to call them. They, they, they strongest men. Good as good. Big hearted Missouri County men. I like it. So, uh, we're going to hang out tonight. Uh, this is a song called Uncle Chas. We're going to start off with uh, Uncle Chas was a World War II veteran and uh, just a great cusser, big drinker, and uh, one of the better human beings I've ever known on earth, and he taught me many things. Hi, Deanna. Hi, Janice. Hi. And, uh, you know, just, uh, this is about him and, you know, growing up, and it's a true story, no doubt. They came back from World War II, and they got in a lot of trouble with the Sheriff's Department, and they had to go hang out in uh, Pearsall, Texas, and hide out from the law in Missouri County. And they met my grandmother and my great aunt <laughs> in Pearsall, and thus came back married or such hitched some funny stuff going on there but anyway this is about uncle chas y'all thank y'all for tuning in what's up kevin what's going on andy hey y'all what's up chris <laughs>
always be safe out certain value in the back of my boy when he mash on the gas and that old carry back.
What's up, Mr. Morris? What's going on, y'all? Playing some songs tonight. Myself, Mr. Guy Forsyth, Mr. Jessica Forsyth. Um, you can Venmo at Hector Ward Venmo. Everybody, greatly share. appreciated. Share, share. Not, Start not, watch parties. Not do necessary. It. It's not necessary, but do it. What y'all gonna do? What are we gonna do? All kinds of music we and, and I, it's fun playing music with people, by the way. Fun playing music with people because I haven't been playing music with anyone. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs>
Daniel and what? The guy who wrote that song. Yes. Charles, although I want to know, can we use the audio for the show? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, this is a song that's uh, on a new record and is on also, uh, wow, the live record, and it's fun. But we all are trying to simplify right now, and this is kind of what this song is about. It's a reggae. Basically sits about right here and then goes. With a. But that's what it does. Um, it's called Simplify, y'all. And it goes. What's up, Ken?
Thank y'all for tuning in, guys. She wrote this the same day she wrote, I will always love you. Because that's not what we can only part from, I guess. Miss Jessica, Bailey, of course.
Why are you always taking things, girl? That's what it should have been instead of Karen. <laughs> Jolene's joking. Jolene. 